0: I'm going to read a couple of verses and I'm going to spend most of my time talking about something that has been discussed many times, but I've never looked at it in this light until the other day. In the sixth chapter of the Gospel of John, verse 11, 12, and 13, this is Jesus on the mountain. And if you study this out, by this time he'd become so popular with people that he could not find any privacy. He and his disciples could not rest because people swarmed them everywhere they went. Can you imagine when multitudes are being healed and people just constantly around them? In verse, they go to the mountain to get away, but there's no getting away. And verse 11 says, and Jesus took the loaves. Now, I'm assuming, I won't get into a lot of this. I'm assuming that most of us know about the loaves and the fish. But Jesus took the loaves. And when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down and likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. And when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments Of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. There's some very key elements in this reading that pertain to where we are on this Sunday in this building today. I'm going to talk to us just. My plans are not to be very lengthy, but I'm going to talk to us about, I want all he has. All he has. To me personally, this is one of the most revealing days in the life of Jesus' ministry. When he fed the 5,000, it is one of the few instances that all four of the gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all four write about this day. Other times, some of them write about one of the miracles or something happening. Maybe two would write, but this is so relevant that each of them felt compelled to write what they witnessed and what I am realizing, and I've thought about it in the last few days especially, when you look at this, it has given us insight not to what Jesus can do, but it's given us insight into who he was and who he is. I want to take just a little time, and I'm, I'm emphasizing that because that's my intention of the day, a little time, and I want to look at where we are. Where are we? I'm not planning on going to the mountain, and I'm not going to, we're talking about a fish fry next Saturday. Trust me, we are going to have ample supply of both bread and fish there. We will not go there and break unless you have intentions that I'm not aware of. We're not going to break two small catfish and start feeding the multitudes. And that's not, I don't plan on this happening in my walk with God. Where does this put me? But what I need to see when I read this, where does this put me in his plan? If I can't see myself in this, then it is nothing but a story to me. Just something that happened. But in truth, there is something that he wants us to see as we view this that is meant to help you receive and help you to get closer to him. I'm going to tell you, there's more of God than you have right now. I'm saying that without, I don't care where you are. There's more of God than what I have right now. God wants to do something in our lives. I looked at it briefly, but first, I looked at a multitude followed him. And the reason they followed him, they didn't go there to eat. They didn't know there was going to be food. They followed him, the scripture said, because they saw the miracles that he had done on them that were sick. They witnessed what he was doing. Let me just throw this little thing at you. If you sense there's something real in here, that's God. It is not us. the music team did not bring it. It's God. They're singing is worship to God. We're reaching out to God. If you enjoy a word, a message, it is not whoever may be preaching or teaching. it is God that's trying to reach into someone's heart. They saw what he was doing. If you are going to receive, anything from him, and especially what he has, it'll be because you feel or you see something from God. And then it's up to you. Nobody follows him from me but me. I can walk out of this door today in just a little while and walk out and be just as empty as I was when I came in. Or I can walk out and say, I don't care about anyone else. I am going to follow him and I am going to touch him and I am going to reach out. And then the second thing I saw, the Lord recognized, even though they were in a wilderness, a mountain, There's no town around. There's no place around. He said, these folks need to eat. I can't elaborate and take enough time to say what's all in my mind, but I want you to know that he always knows what you need. And even in the messed up world that we're in right now, he knows what's going on. He knows what's going on. You better hear me. He knows what is going on. In whatever's involved and in whatever's going, my God is concerned about the people that he created. He asked Philip the question, not expecting an answer. He said, Where can we buy bread that these people may eat? I never thought about this before. But when Philip responded, he responded the way the Bible talks. He said, well, even 200 penny worth is not enough that everybody would get a little. That, That doesn't mean anything to me. But what he said in another translation, it would take a year's income to buy enough bread for everyone to just get a piece of bread. What he's saying is, We can't do it. You got to understand something. When you can't, you got to know He's there and He can. When you're not able, when you get to that crossroad in your life, when you and you will, when you say, I don't know what can do. I've got great news for you. It's not a what, it's a who do I run to. And I know the one who can do whatever it is. And then third, Jesus, according to what the this, this statement says in, in this, Jesus already knew what he was going to do. Now, what does that mean? That means when you are praying and you're frantic and you are disturbed in your sleepless nights and, and and situations going on, you got to lay back in the assurance he knows what's going to happen. He's already got it. But, 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 but this is all messed up, and this is really. He already, when, once you stop worrying about what you can't control and you let him take what he's already got, he already knew what he was going to do. you got to put your trust in him. Now, I'm, I'm saying some things that are very simplistic, but I have felt very assured that I'm supposed to say this Some of you, someone or several someones, you've got to start putting your trust in him. You're trying to do things that you were never meant to do. You're trying to take care of things that he doesn't want you to take care of. He wants you to know, I'm going to, I'm trusted in you. What you may be going through, what you may be dealing with, hopelessness, fear, uncertainty. He already knows. He's already worked it out. I've often thought why out of probably, they say, 20, 25,000 people that came, why was there only one boy that brought a lunch? Because that's all God needed. Somehow it was placed on the boy or someone's mind, you better take a lunch with you. You don't think that God might have been involved in that? He put his seed in that. That boy put it in the pouch, and he made his way. And there, if anything, that boy should have hidden among the, a tree and said, I'm going to eat this. There's not enough for everybody. But God's got it taken care of. I really felt beyond strong to tell someone that you need to target and hold on to that statement. He already knows. Yeah. Well, that's, no, no. Don't make, it, don't make simple what God has given you as a bridge over your problem. He already knows. He already knows. You need to make it your model in your life. You need to wake up in the morning before you even start praying about what's going on. You need to get it in your mind. He already knows. It's already there. He's already worked it out. Quit worrying about stuff. I don't know who is, but somebody. Quit worrying about stuff and start declaring, God, you have it. You have it. What I'm worrying about is worthless. You've got it. Okay, we've preached this. We've heard this message. After he takes the loaves of bread and the two fish, he feeds the people. We are given a statement that really hit me and hit me hard. And again, all the four gospel writers say the same thing. And they did all eat and were filled. It's good to be filled. It's good to come to that point. Another translation says, they all ate as much as they wanted. Just what they wanted. Who determined I was full? I did. Who determined I had enough? I did. Well, it just, I'm I'm full. I'm going to stop. You know what this was saying to me, and I've never, ever, ever thought about this until the other night when when this just hit me. This is saying there was more. He had more, but they said we have enough. He had more. They're the ones that said it's enough. Well, we, we can paint a pretty picture. He broke enough to fill the 12 baskets. No, he broke where they would have had more than enough, and he wanted it was there. The supply of food was not gone. They just did not want any more. You need to hear. You need to catch it today. God's not through giving you what he wants to give you. God's not finished giving you, whether it's blessing or victory or healing or deliverance, after they had all they wanted. With that telling me, people turned away from it and said, Well, that's it. I don't want any more. Now, wait a minute. Think about it with me. You know what the bread and the fish, when you take five small loaves and two small fish, and put it in his hands. Isn't that a miracle meal? Isn't that, yeah, but you know, that's nothing like open blinded eyes. He took an insignificant amount of food. That's a miracle. So when they said, nah, we're done. They filled 12 baskets full of what they did no longer want. Oh, that's funny. There's 12 disciples. You know, we've always made messages out of the disciples. Each one got a basket. You show me where it says that in the Bible. We don't don't see anything else about the baskets. They, They collected it. But it, and it wasn't leftover. It wasn't the waste. It was the food that the people said, I've had enough. And there was 12 full baskets more that they could have had. Now, I had, I, this just worked me. I had some questions in this. Why didn't someone say, hey, I'm going to take some of this home with me? I'm not a good, if I'm at a restaurant, if I don't eat food, if I get a doggy bag, it's to give to the doggy. I'm not, I'm not. We take it home and then we throw it away the next week. You know? But this is a miracle. Blake, why didn't someone say, I saw what he had? I know where this came from. I'm going to, this is a miracle. He just fed me with a miracle. I'm going to take some of this miracle and I'm, I may not want it now, but you know what? In a couple hours, I'm going to eat on that. In a couple hours, I'm going to reach back in and I'm going to pull it out and I'm going to eat. Yes! But no, nothing happens. We're always talking about the fragments being blessings. His words that nothing be lost or nothing be wasted. You know when a lot of God's blessing stops is when it becomes waste. When we finish before God is finished. When we're through and God's still handing out. When we say, I'm full, I have enough, this is all I want in God. I don't need any more in God, but God's handing us, and God's saying, here, I've got more to give you. I've got something else for you, but I'm saying, oh, no, 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 that's okay. I am very comfortable. Let me tell you something. It hit me and has been working me over. I want everything that God has for me. I want to stuff myself with every blessing. And, oh, but I've, I've been blessed before. I want to be blessed now. I've been touched before. I want to be touched now. I want God to reach into me. I want God to move on me. See, this was what was left of the miracle. But again, I said it, and I looked all over. We never hear anything about the basket. We never hear any, oh, I know they go out in the storm, and I know, I know that the storm, and the blah, 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 then he walks to on the wall. No, we don't hear anything about the 12 baskets. We've assumed that the disciples took them because the number 12. We're not told anything about it. He just had them gather it. And all I could see when I was looking at it, it was Food that belonged to the people, but they said, We have enough. It's what belonged to them. My point is have you stopped when you felt full? Have you just stopped reaching to God at a certain point, at a certain way? Well, this is all I need. If he has more to give, why don't you want what he has? If he has something else, why don't you want what he has? If he's saying that's here, see, I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid, brother Brett. I'm afraid that sometimes that I I'm just getting from him what I wanted, and he knows I need more. He woke the prophet up from his sleep in the wilderness and said, eat. The prophet looked over and on the coals there was fresh bread and a bottle of water. He ate. He went back to sleep. He woke him back up again. Said, eat. There's a long journey. You don't know what's ahead of you. You don't know. Stop. Stop causing God to no longer feed you what you need. He knows what you need. He knows how much you need. He if he broke it, eat it. If he's given it to you, eat it. If he's offered it, eat it. How often has he had so much more than just a little touch, a small feeling? In a service, you know, we've been in here right at an hour in this service. We're coming to a close. I have felt, God, is there something more than me just feeling, God? This is like every other service. We, you know, we go through it. I feel a compelling unction of God to tell someone, don't stop. Don't, I don't care how long you've been in the church or how short you've been in the church. Time-wise, don't stop. Keep receiving. When God can no longer fill you, when God can no longer give you, when God can no longer bless you, when you've gone, well, it's just this and no more. I'm telling you, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's not open for debate. You're wrong. God doesn't break bread and give us a miracle and not have a reason for it. He knows what you need. He knows where you are at. Don't stop. He's not only going to touch you. Well, we need to know He wants to completely deliver you. He wants to completely set you free. He wants to completely bring you out. You know, I've read, and we've read it many, many, many times, of a paralyzed man where the friends took him to Jesus. But there's a very powerful, come on, Bethany, there's a very powerful Moment in this but I'm afraid we've missed it I've had a lot of a lot of people I've read a lot of things I've had a lot of people talk about it but we missed the opening statement of this day it said it came to pass on a certain day as he Jesus was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by and they're from all over Here's what we miss. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. You know, I don't know of any other place where that states that. I don't think it was just about the paralyzed man that was healed. I think that he came that day with the intention of healing people. That's why it says this. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The fact that no one but the one man, I'm not belittling, it's a miracle. A man that had, was paralyzed, they lowered down and he got up and walked out. That's a miracle. But that's so small when there might have been thousands of others who went home diseased, sick. The fact that no one else reached out to him, that concerns me. That really concerns me. Or just take the fragments and we'll tell about it. We'll just put it somewhere and we're going to tell everybody about what, what happened that day. We saw a lame man get up. That's all. It hit me. But has this happened to me. Has the Lord been here wanting, intending, planning on doing something? But I shut it off. I shut it down. I got all I wanted. I just stopped. Have I left the presence? I'm just telling you what, what I've worked on. Have I left the presence of God, not receiving what I really needed? Or maybe more importantly, what He had for me? Friend, everybody in this building, you don't have everything God wants you to have. I don't care. Oh, you don't. You don't have everything, God want you to have have I walked away I have felt strongly the last couple of days to tell you that he is here this morning to give you everything that you need and I'm asking you please don't leave without all that he has why let fragments be gathered that's supposed to be part of your blessing? Why let someone else walk away with something that should have been yours? Well, it didn't happen. You know why? Because you said I'm full. Because you said I've got all I want and I'm, I, I don't want any more. But God's saying, I gave my all. I gave my all to give you what I have please don't leave without everything that he has for you please let it's not about everybody else it's about me please don't leave without everything he has he knew what he would do he came into this service this morning knowing what you need is here right now to help you. It's not Him. It's you. If you don't get what you need, it will not be because He didn't come with it. It's because you said they can gather the leftovers, the fragments up. They can gather the extra. I've got all I need. Friend, you're looking at somebody. I want everything that God has for me. I want everything God asks for me. Hallelujah. Let's stand together, would you please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask if you're in the building today and you want everything God wants to give you, you're going to let someone else take it home or are you going to take it home? I'm going to ask you. Our altars are open. I'm just inviting you to come and stand and say, God, I want everything you have for me. Would you do that with us? I want everything you have. God, I, I want it. If you have it, I want it. If it's mine, I want it. I'm not going to walk home without it. I'm not going to leave without it. God, I want everything. Everything. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I praise you. You've been walking the same old road for miles oh, in miles. My-